Hey there, welcome to the Agents of Revival podcast. If you're ready to be healed and take full accountability of your life by evolving into your best self, then this is the podcast for you. I am your host, Andrea Griffin Rogers, and I'll share with you winning steps as well as personal tips and anecdotes on how to go from brokenness to wholeness and from scattered pieces to inner peace. So come on in and join me on this healing journey and let's become whole together. Enjoy it. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Agents of Revival podcast. You know, we're in a new series, and this series is called Devotional, and we are at part seven, which is called Built on Firm Foundation. I'm going to pray because I, I'm excited about this message, so let's just start with prayer before I get into it, y'all, because I know sometimes I can get into it, and a whole 10 minutes video went by, and we like, wait a minute, she ain't prayed yet, so... Let me slow down. Let me say a quick prayer. Spirit of the living God, we thank you for this opportunity for me to witness to my brothers and my sisters by the goodness of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, Lord, that your servants are here willing to listen to what the spirit of the Lord has to say to the church. Speak, Lord, your servants are listening. Give insight where they need it. Give wisdom where they need it. Give knowledge and understanding where they need it, God. Give clarity for the vision where they need it, Father God. Reveal yourself to them, God, in a new, fresh way, Heavenly Father. Help to help them to become their best selves, Heavenly Father, so that you may use them for your glory. Let this word fall on good ground and produce good fruit. This I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so built on a firm foundation. I would give y'all a little bit uh, testimony, backstory, kind of what I always do anyway. But, you know, sometimes I'll be teaching y'all. Sometimes I go into, you know, a bunch of scriptures and all that. But And I do have <laughs> a ton of scripture to get through today. But we will see if God lets me get through it or not. All right, y'all. So, I was having a conversation with a family member of mine. And we were talking about our ancestors. More importantly... Our, well, my great-grandmother and this person's grandmother. And we were talking about how I, I was, I, we used to call her Nana, so just to make it easier. And we were talking about, uh, you know, some of the uh, crucial things that Nana did during her lifetime and how, you know, she, she went against the status quo. And I was surprised to hear what they were saying because there were certain parts of her life that I didn't know. Um, because of course, being as though she was my great grandmother, uh, you know, I came into her life uh, when she was in her older years. And so I didn't know, you know, some of the backstory that this person uh, in my family knew. And one of the parts that they were telling me about was how, um, at our family's church and I say our family's church, not that we own a church, uh right now but that going back to my great great grandmother so even my great grandmother's mother you know our family has went to this one particular church and like almost everybody in my family has been baptized at this church and i mean yeah like it, it's it's legit like my family's names are even on the mural wall that they have in the church so it, it goes back some generations but anyway and when my great grandmother, my Nana, was uh, living and when she was at the church years before I knew anything about it, um, of course, I wasn't born. What the person was telling me was that my Nana 
went against the status quo of ladies in the church. And this is old school for some of y'all. Ladies in the church weren't allowed to wear pants. I know you're like, wait, what? Yes, baby, there was a time in, in history where women were not allowed to wear pants, especially in the church. And so my Nana, <laughs> you know, God bless her, rest in peace, Nana. She was like, you know, basically, whatever, I'm going to wear my pants. Now, I can't tell you if it was a cold day or a sunny day. I don't know, child. All I know is she chose to wear her pants. And the the uh, pastor at that time was the famous um, Reverend Leon H. Sullivan, who's also deceased. But back then, uh, he had her stand up in front of the church. And when I was hearing this, I, I mean, it was like a juicy story. Like, ooh, what happened next? And because <laughs> I know I know my Nana, I know my family, baby, the Philly would come out of them real quick. <laughs> so I was like, oh, my gosh, what did she do? I mean, and, and uh, the person told me that um, the pastor just called her up and just basically applauded her for her bravery to go against the status quo for her, you know, willingness to say, I don't care what your rules say. I'm going to show up and be myself. And I was like, wow. And as I was listening, I was just smiling like a big little kid. Like, man, my Nana was a pioneer. All right, Nana. She went against what the church culture said was the normal and said, no, I'm, I'm not going to do your normal anymore. I want to be an individual. I'm going to do it my way. Because honestly, for those of you that ne have never heard it, the way you dress does not deter your heart posture. The way you dress, the way you wear your hair has nothing to do with how God receives your worship. He will receive your worship however way you want to give it to him. Because it's about your heart posture, not about the clothes you wear or how you wear your hair. God doesn't care about that. He also doesn't care about if you drink coffee in the temple. Sidebar for somebody that's like, mm, they was drinking water in church. God don't care about that, baby. He is living water anyway. So if he's giving you water to, to quench your thirst, baby, drink on drink. Okay. <laughs> but as I was hearing this story and then they were telling me some other stories about some other uh, women um, in our family blood, in our family line, uh, some of the other elders and things that they've done. And I was just like, wow, that's so amazing. I can't believe that there it was even a time in our history where women couldn't wear pants, where women couldn't wear their hair the way they wanted to wear their hair. They couldn't dye uh, their hair a certain color. Like, I, I just like, wow, I did not even know that. And so it's amazing to hear those stories. Now, you may say, well, what does that have to do with being built on firm foundation? I'm glad you asked me. What it showed me was I'm built for this. The reason why I am the way I am, the reason why I don't fit in the church culture, the reason why I go against the status quo, the reason why I, you know, I rebel against your rules. It's because I'm built for this. My Jesus went against the rules of the church at that time, of the temples at that time in the synagogues. And so as a follower of my Jesus in my, in my ancestral faith heritage and then you have my bloodline faith heritage uh, of the natural birth baby i come from good stock okay <laughs> i come from people that were willing to rebel you know for a purpose 
Not rebel just for, rebe for rebellion's sake. Not like these people we see on TV that's burning up stuff. No, but it is willing to tear down strongholds, tear down religious rules that said they could not be who God always created them to be. Woo, come on, y'all. I'm teaching better than you listening. Jesus said, I did not come to start a religion. I did not come for those who think that they are healthy. I came for those who know that they are sick and are in need of a savior, are in need of a doctor, are in need of a healer. He went against status quo. He went against the religious systems. And I'm so sick and tired. Even recently, I've been seeing that there are so many Pharisees, even in the church today, that Pharisee spirit that says, this is our religious traditions and culture. And this is how um, our tribe flows. And you got to become a part of our tribe or hit the highway. And God is saying, baby, you will not enter, to, enter into heaven because I never came for you to... Um, for you to separate yourself in that way. Separate yourself in the way that you love others. That's how we show that we're that we're followers of Jesus Christ. By the way we show love. Not the way we show hate. Break that down. Let me get y'all scripture. Because I know you like. What? Baby even Jesus says it in Luke chapter 6 verse 46 through 49. That's Luke chapter 6 verse 46 through 49. Jesus says. So why do you keep calling me Lord? Lord. When you don't do what I say, what, baby? That's a whole word right there, somebody, okay? Jesus is, is being straight up gangster with it, okay? He's saying like, yo, you want to see and call me a teacher? You want to see and say you're my follower? You want to see and say I'm your, I'm your Messiah? But yet, you won't even do what I'm telling you to do. You won't even live your life what I'm saying you live your life. What makes a good leader is those that are willing to listen and follow accurately and correctly. And it's so interesting how even to this day, there are more people that will follow the trends of their favorite celebrity or their favorite social media influencer and you won't follow what Jesus says. That seems so foreign to you. Could I, you know, submit for your consideration that maybe it seems foreign to you because you are out of alignment with God? Ooh, she went there. Yup, I did. Okay. <laughs> Baby, you think you're a Christian. You think you're a follower. You think you're a Jew. You think you whatever label or heritage or religious status, whatever you want to call yourself. You think you're this. And God is saying, I will say to you as Matthew, as he says in Matthew 7, I will say to many of you who say, I taught in your name, Jesus. I, I worshiped in your name. I served in your name. I, I um prophesied in your name. I healed in your name. And Jesus will still say in Matthew 7, I never knew you. You would not enter to my gates of heaven. Be thrown away with, with weeping and gnashing of teeth into hell. Why? Because the roadway, the gateway to heaven is a very narrow gate. What does that mean? That means that you have to build your faith on a firm foundation that's in Jesus and the way he's telling you to live your life. You cannot keep doing it in the way you want to do it on your own strength and your own timing, being, you know, unadaptable, being willing to be in your comfort zone. God saying, baby, that don't work. You will not enter my kingdom being isolated in the recluse. For those of you that, that don't want to make new friends, for those of you that don't want to meet new people, baby, stop singing that dumb Drake song of no new friends. That ain't kingdom. That's culture. Culture says no new friends because they hurt me before. So I know these people won't hurt me. So I don't need anybody else coming in. You are building up a wall of offenses. Tear down that stronghold and let God 
center you in the kingdom of community that he has already established for you. We are meant to be a one body in Jesus Christ, the global church with each person, each part playing their part. If you don't know the scripture, go read first Corinthians 12. We are meant to do our parts and, and be one body unified. That doesn't mean that everybody has the same assignment, that everybody has the same purpose. No, but we do all have the one uh, kingdom goal purpose, the great commission that Jesus gives us in Matthew 28, which is go out and make disciples and teach them uh, and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We all have that great commission, but the way you go about it will be different than the way I go about it. I'm sitting here ministering to you, but there will be others who will go out there and will be great doctors and lawyers and nurses and, and hairstylists and desi fashion designers and wardrobe stylists and movie directors and, and janitorial servicemen and whatever. And they will, then they will teach people and they will disciple people in, in the field that they're in. God wants us to go out into the world. And make disciples and help them build on firm foundation. Let me finish the scripture. Luke 6, 46 through 49. So why do you keep calling me Lord? Lord, when you don't do what I say. I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows it. It is like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. I'm going to repeat that again. It is like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. What does that mean? That means that you're, you have, you're willing to dig deeper into your faith in Jesus. That no matter what it costs, no matter how uncomfortable it is, no matter how much you have to be flexible, you are willing to go deep into the faith. You are willing to go deep with the Holy Spirit. Make the changes in your life that you need to make. That could be letting go of some friends. That could be letting go of some situationships or relationships. That could be shifting to a, a different job or a different environment that he wants to move you to. It could be getting rid of your stinking thinking it could be getting rid of your nasty attitude it could be getting rid of whatever it is god wants to prune something out of you and that's what the deep does the deep oh baby i talk about this more with the deep so if you want to know more about the deep go look at my youtube video on that of freedom in the deep because i go a little bit more into it i'm not gonna do that right now but the deep the deep bursts freedom because it helps you to to unleash and let go and shut the old man, the old you, the old things that kept you in bondage. This is what God is just, this is what Jesus is saying in this teaching. They dig deep and then start laying the foundation. That means then you start building, but you don't start building if you haven't dug deep yet. When you dig deep, that's where your healing is. That's where you become whole and set free from the bondage, from the shame, from the guilt, from the combination, from the stress, from the depression, from the anxiety, from the multiple personality disorder, from um, suicidal thoughts, from whatever it is you're dealing with, from addictions, whatever. You become free from that anger, cursing, whatever it is, sexual sin. You become free from that when you're willing to go deep with the Holy Spirit. Then when you do the deep work, then you can start building a foundation of a building that will that will sit on top of that. That building is you. That building is your purpose. That building is your destiny and what comes from it. But you got to be willing to go deep first in order to build up. Let me finish with the scripture. When the flood waters, let me go back real quick. It is like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. When the flood waters rise and break against the house, it stands 
farm because it is well built. I'm going to say that again. It is like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. When the floodwaters rise and break against the house, it stands firm because it was well built. But anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house right on the ground without a foundation. When the floods sweep down against that house, it will collapse into a heap of ruins. There's another translation of this. I believe it's in uh, Mark where it talks about building your house on shifting sands. So you're building a house on firm foundation, which is Jesus and his teachings and his will and his way. Or you build the house on shifting sands. So that soon as, and if you ever seen a beach house, soon as the winds come, soon as the rain come, soon as the tsunami come or the hurricane come, your house is collapsed. Because you didn't build it on a firm foundation. Build your faith on a firm foundation. Build your vision on a firm foundation. Build your family on a firm foundation. Hello, somebody. A family that praises together says what? Come on, class. Stays together. Okay? <laughs> build build a firm foundation. Be willing to go deep. And I promise you, the work that you're going to do inward, people will be able to see that outward. They will be able to see that work in you. But if you got to convince somebody that you've done the work, you know, because I'm, I'm really working on myself. Like, I really am. I've been working on me. And da -da -da. baby, you're convincing somebody. Because real fruit can be seen. That's why Jesus tells us to judge by the fruit of a person. Is it rotten? Is it smelly? Does it look like plastic? Where you think it's real until you go and bite into it and then you realize it's plastic fruit? Or is it real? This might be old school for somebody. Like, plastic fruit? Yes. <laughs> Again, I've had a Nana. I've had great grandmoms and grandmoms that used to have little uh, dishes on their table and it was plastic fruit in it. I don't know why. I don't know what the craze was, why they did it, but they did it. And so you were foolish if you tried to bite into that plastic apple and you thought you were going to taste something sweet and crisp and juicy. Nah, boo, you got plastic, okay? You hurt your teeth. <laughs> Go to the dentist, all right? But again, and I wish I could show you guys like what I'm talking about, but hopefully you visualize it in your mind. If you bite into a real apple, oh, that's nutrients. Oh, you feel refreshed. There's juices flowing down your throat. And you're like, mm, this tastes so good. God, Jesus is saying the same thing to you today. Build on a firm foundation. You're built for this. Even when you look at your ancestry, like I, like I was doing. Look at the things that made them great not the things that made them flawed we are all flawed so don't look at and study their flaws look at the things that made them great look at that the way they overcame if they pioneered some things look at the the changes that they made look at how they wanted to rebel for something good a lot of us have ancestries especially um you know, I don't even say, especially if you're African-American, because even if you're not, a lot of us have ancestors that you can trace back to a civilization in a time where they had to fight against oppression. They had to, I mean, some of us still are. They had to fight against oppression. They had to fight against slavery. They had to fight against uh, Jim Crow laws. They had to fight against racism. They had to fight against uh, uh, Americans, uh, excuse me, Britons coming into America, taking their land and then saying it was theirs and then 
you know, pushing them out. So many had to go through things, but don't look at their flaws. Look at how they were built. They were built for the times they went through, just like you're built for the times you're going through today. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been born in this generation. And what I mean by that is not that you were born in 2023. I mean that you were born at a time where you would be an adult in 2023. If you are still alive, you're still listening to this podcast, which means you're still alive. Hello, if you don't know that. <laughs> that means God has a purpose and a plan for you. Otherwise, you would have you would have been dead. You would have went to sleep last night and never woke up. But because you woke up, it's because God still has purpose for you. Build on a strong foundation. Zechariah 4.10. After that, the word of God came to me. Zerubbabel start, started rebuilding this temple and he will complete it. That will be your confirmation that God of the angel armies sent me to you. Does anyone dare despise this day of small beginnings? They'll change their tune when they see Zerubbabel setting the last stone in place. Going back to the vision, the messenger angel said the seven lamps are the eyes of God probing the dark corners of the world like searchlights. This is from Zechariah 4 verse 8 through 10 and it's the message version. God is saying in this message that don't despise where you begin. Don't despise even the small beginnings of your past of the ancestors that came before you. Understand that you were built on a firm foundation. Even if some of you are first generation believers in Jesus Christ, you are still built on a foundation of people who went against the status quo. There was something in their life, even if you don't know it, there was something that they went through that they chose to challenge what was, which then gave you, you think it's all your own, baby. It's not your own. It comes from somewhere that gave you the strength to say, I'm going to go against you. I'm going to go against what you say we should believe in. And I'm going to choose Jesus Christ. I'm going to go against the status quo of my family that says we should just all work nine to five for somebody else and just hope that we can get a white picket fence and a house on a hill and, and a nice little, you know, sensible car. And that's it. God wants to create generational wealth for you, for your bloodline. You're the one that's saying, I'm sorry, I'm going to get the status quo. I am believing that there's more out there in store for me than what you're saying. I'm going to choose to do something different. I'm going to choose to go a different path. I understand that mama and them and daddy and them and auntie and them and uncle and them and even great, 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 grandma and them work for other people. But I want to be my own boss. You That comes from not only God, of course, but also comes from somebody in your line that was willing to go against the status quo. That was willing to, to, to help you, even if you don't realize it, be built on a firm foundation. We are our ancestors. What I mean by that is the past is in us. That could be ancestors in terms of spiritual faith. If you don't know what that means, go read Hebrew 13. Or that could be your ancestors in terms of your bloodline. But you were built for this. You were, you were built on something, a firm foundation that is helping you build and develop into who you are today. Because otherwise you'd have been knocked down a long time ago. But you are still here. You are still listening to this podcast, continuing to persevere through the storms that you are facing, continuing to say, though you slay me, yet will I trust you? Continuing to say, though the enemy meant this for harm, God's going to mean it for good. Continuing to say, I may be in a pit. I may be in prison. I may be dealing with sickness. I may be 
um, depressed. I may be stressed out. I may be anxious. I may be weary and well-doing, but I am not going to give up because in my due season, I know that I'm going to reap a reward if I don't give up hope. So I'm going to continue to persevere through the storm and not give up my faith, not get knocked off my chariot because the winds are coming against me. I'm going to choose to stand firm because I am built on a firm foundation in Christ Jesus. Woo! Come on, y'all. I'm preaching better than you're listening, baby. Understand what you are built on. It says in Philippians 1, 6, He that began a great work in you will be faithful to continue his work until it's finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returned. God would have never started something in you if he didn't know that you were a firm foundation. That He, If he didn't know that you couldn't build it. You are created for this. Whatever your this thing is. Even if it's just, well, I'm a mother or a father and I'm taking care of my kids. God would have never allowed you to have them if he didn't know that you weren't built for this. He's building a firm foundation through you that then your children will build upon. So be careful how you raise your children. Because how you raise them will influence the adults they become and the parents they will one day be. Build on a firm foundation. And so I pray this message stirred your faith. I pray that it gave you some things to think about. I pray it, you know, uh, just help you even to go to the father to get more clarity and insight of where you are and, and how God is building on you. He wants to do a good work and he wants to do something new in you. He is building a firm foundation in you. And through that, you need to build a firm foundation of faith in Christ Jesus. Don't be afraid to go into the deep like Jesus says. Go deep first, then the foundation can be laid. Don't be afraid to go into those deep recesses of your heart. The parts of you that you have um, wanting to hide from or run away from that you didn't want to heal from. God wants to build something on you, but he cannot build on you if you are shifting sands. If you are being swayed from the right or to the left. You have to be willing to stand firm and stand tall and let God do a work in you to clean you out, to dig up the ground, to dig up the guck and the rocks and and the and the the tar and the wood if need be and the thorns and the whatever. God wants to dig up all of that guck and that junk for a reason so that he can build a firm foundation on you and in you. So that then in turn, you will be able to not only stand tall against the rocks and the waves and and and, and the wind and the enemy's attacks. But then you can also help somebody else know how to build a firm foundation. I'm here giving you this because I did the work. And now I'm telling you, let God do the work in you. Go deep. So that a firm foundation can be built on you. As the Lord bless you and keep you. Cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord our God be gracious to you. Show you his favor and give you shalom. Give his peace. Take care. God bless.